Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Slutsky, and I am the host of the Tech of Business podcast. Today I have with me Steph Roberts. She is someone that I have known for five-ish, maybe even six years at this point in time. And I have been continually impressed with how she makes an impact with content. It's so amazing to me that she can show up produce a podcast episode, go live on Instagram or go live on Facebook or Instagram stories or whatever it might be. And then when she's finished with that, how she leverages that one piece of content to do so much more for her and her business and how she's teaching her clients and helping her clients do the same. We're going to get into a whole lot of that in this episode. Before we get to this wonderful conversation with Steph, I want to remind you the reason why the Tech of Business podcast comes to you each week is because I want to make sure that you are getting the most out of the technology in your business. If you have any questions about any piece of technology, whether it's to do with things that you're already using, something that you're interested in or otherwise, please reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Tech of Business. I would be honored to answer your questions. And with that, I want to get right into the conversation with Steph. So here we go. Steph, thank you so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast today. I am really excited to bring this content, and I'm using content on purpose, to the Tech of Business audience because I know every single person who is listening right now has at some point in time, somewhat recently most likely, created a piece of content that is sitting not doing as much as it could. So with that, I'd love for you to just kind of give us a couple of uh, little tidbits about who you are and what you do and why I use the word content a few times in this intro. (laughs) Right. I know. I'm getting tired of that word. So yeah, (laughs) so I am a digital content strategist and visibility strategist, podcast host. I have two podcasts. So yeah, the tidbits that we'll be talking about today, it's just this new idea that I have. I'm working with clients on a done-for-you service, helping them take their existing content that's collecting dust in the corner and helping it, just helping them make it work for them and really, really doing it in a more strategic way. And that also involves getting on podcasts. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I think that so often we create content and then we let it sit for whatever reason. We don't have time. Our shift, our focus has shifted back to client work. Our focus has shifted to that long-term project. And all of a sudden, something really awesome that you've created has been sitting there not doing enough for you. And I love the idea of having a strategy behind using that content. And I think that being able to talk about it in the context of the technology that you can use to streamline 
repurposing and reusing your content is kind of where I would love to take things, obviously, mm-hmm. since everyone's listening and loves know, knows how much I love tech. And so let's kind of go down that road a little bit. Sure. Well, I think that what I always tell people is the best starting point um, in terms of, you know, looking at your own tech, looking at your own content that you shared is trying to just dig for the gold. What did you share that did better than some of the other stuff? It's not to say that that awesome thing that you created that didn't get a lot of shares or comments isn't worth reviving, but sometimes it does make sense to go with the thing that you know actually clicked with people (laughs) because you're going to be investing time in it. But the best thing to do is take it, let's say it's a Facebook live video, an audio podcast like this, starting with a transcript is I think the smartest thing to do because a transcript can help you spin things out into other content types. And one really cool tool that's techie that I like is called Sonics and they do transcripts, but their transcript tool lets you actually select the text that you want visually and save it out as audio, which is pretty cool because you can make those little audio visualizers without ever opening your editing tool. Oh, There's... how cool. So, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So basically Huge. you upload your video or your audio file yep. to their service. It gets it transcribed, but it keeps the transcription tied to the timestamps of that so that when you want to pull a bit and piece out you don't have to look at your transcript and say that was at eight minutes and 43 seconds and then go back to the raw file to pull that piece out you could just highlight it and save that oh my goodness (laughs) right right oh it's and i'm making a tutorial about this because i think i'm in a ton of podcasting groups and there are a lot of podcasters out there and people are creating these little audio visualizers or you want to do a little promo clip or snip or whatever or even you want to do an end of season, here are the highlights, right? One of yeah. those, it, it, it takes so much time to find those little pieces. But if you're using a tool like Sonics, just go through visually. Here's what they said. Or you just bam, you look through and you say, oh, I loved it when she said this one thing or he said this. Select it, download it. You literally highlight it, download it. And you can save that off into its own little clip bin. Put a whole bunch of them together. The quality, you know, it's an MP3. It's a little bit more compressed. But for for promo purposes, it doesn't get much easier than that, honestly. That Anybody is can do it. beautiful, beautiful. I mean, like yeah. already, yeah. Uh, what, like two minutes into this conversation <laughs> and you've got like blown my mind with this tool. Um, how do you think that uh, a piece of audio or video content is best repurposed? I mean, let's start with video because video, obviously, you've got the you've got both the audio and the visual aspects of it. Yeah, well, that's tricky. I mean, I think it definitely sort of depends on what who your audience is and what you're trying to achieve. But what I like about video is, depending on what the thing is to begin with, if it's an interview, you can take the highlights of the interview or some funny moment, and you can trim that down. And that can be saved as a little promo video with an intro and outro. You could just take the audio from that, as I just said, make a transcript, get the audio or take the audio yourself because you know where it is, save that out. You can make something called a headliner, which is one of those audio visualizers with a really cool graphic behind it. Those are super popular for Instagram, 
They work really well on Facebook. You can even use them on LinkedIn or Twitter because they're short. They're very easy to make. They used to be very difficult to make. <laughs> Headliner is a free tool. It's head, I think it's headliner.io. But we'll make sure cool. that we have the right link in yeah, the show notes so. for sure. Yeah. And what I like is, let's say you're not a podcaster or you haven't been on a podcast. Audio is great with visuals because you can use text as well to kind of underscore what you're saying. So if you are somebody who's a coach or an expert and you have some phrase that that totally um, underscores what your strategy, your belief, your philosophy, whatever that thing is that you want to be known for and you want people to remember you with, you can just pull whatever statements out of out of the transcript that you that you have. Mm-hmm. You can make it into one of these little visualizers and it could come from something like a webinar, could come from a Facebook live video you made, an Instagram video, anything. Um, and you can you can make you can promote yourself essentially. You don't have to wait for somebody else to do it for you. Nice. I really like that. And when you were talking just now about that, if someone is like, well, I don't ever really create produced audio or produced video where I can extract the audio, that doesn't mean you don't actually have audio recordings that you can use. If you are a course creator, Pull a sentence out that you said on a video that's inside your course. I mean, that can be a promo piece for your course. Or if you are going live only into a private group, you don't want to share all of your training, but the highlights. Think about it. And if you aren't yet using um, video or audio, try it out. You know, what's the the worst that can happen? You can try it out and do the short form video or short form audio and then try one of these techniques and say, okay, so now I'm not actually on camera. It's just my voice. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that a lot of people who are just starting out with video really prefer is not having to see themselves on the screen at first. Mm Yeah. And people are uncomfortable even with hearing their voice too. But if you get used to it, what I tell people, I was talking to a group of women last week in this, um, it was like a women entrepreneurs meetup and they were talking about their elevator pitch. And what I do sometimes is I'll just turn on the, the um, audio note taking on my phone, mm-hmm. right? I forgot mm-hmm. what it's called, whatever. Voice recorder. Um, voice, voice recorder. Thank you. Yep. And you can use that driving around in your car alone when nobody's watching you and your energy level might be up because, you know, maybe you have the radio on or something. (laughs) You could even get audio that way. And that you can email, you can upload to Dropbox, whatever. You can do all the same things. Nobody knows where that came from. It can just be you with a phrase that you like (laughs) and you're making a statement and you're sharing it out there. It's just a different way of sharing that can get attention when people are scrolling through all the feeds. You have a visualizer, you have, it's just more compelling. And video, which is what these little visualizers are, video is loved on pretty much every single social platform and kind of rises to the surface. So it's gonna give you a little edge without actually being on camera. Yes, and I think that that is brilliant. So you've named a few things. You've talked about a visualizer and you've talked about this transcription tool and you are, we've really talked about repurposing either produced or 
authentic, you know, like yeah. off the cuff type um, audio content. What other kinds of content do you think that uh, people who are listening right now, business owners, coaches, consultants might have in their back pocket and not really know how to repurpose? Yeah. One of the other ones that I think there are a lot, I mean, whether you use your email a lot or not, sometimes your best stuff is going to your list and your, your being your most authentic sometimes in what you're saying to your audience and your email list. And there's a lot you can take out of that, that you could either repurpose as part of a, an actual article, a blog post, you can take poll quotes from that and create quote graphics. You may or may not feel comfortable quoting yourself, <laughs> but some people do it. It depends on your brand and what you're comfortable with, but you can take that text and you can make that even into a nice, like a, like, let's say there was just a gold nugget in there and you, you sent something to your list and people responded and said, you know, I really, really like what you said about, you know, your relationship to food and, whatever and your mother-in-law <laughs> who knows um, and they and it resonated so you want to pull that out you could pull the text out you can make it into a little um, promo video with just text across the screen and music even or images you can make it into a, a beautifully designed quote graphic for instagram facebook whatever twitter um, there's so many things that we can do that we never thought about and you also click to tweet, just take that text and cut and paste it and make it into a quote and put on Twitter even. Yeah. And you so. know, uh, one of the things that I was just thinking about as you were saying that is a lot of us walk around with our phones, with the volume turned off. So when we do look at video on our phones, if there isn't a subtitle, we don't actually know what's being said. So when Steph was just talking about grabbing a piece of text and putting um, music behind it and making it a nice animated little video that's just text. There's no voiceover or anything like that. That's actually a really, really effective strategy to get into somebody's feed where they don't actually have to turn on the volume. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we get annoyed because <laughs> there is no transcript, there's no captioned or whatever, and, but we're not in a position to be able to listen. And we right. kind of want to know what's going on. So you're right. And that, that's actually my background is in web accessibility. So I should thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's really, really important to reach all audiences. It's really helpful to have captions, you know, for all the reasons, including what you just said. So, yeah, yeah. I, I like having captions on things because I know that if I'm going to click play on a video and I don't have my audio on that the last thing I want is to waste even a precious second or two of, oh, well, this one doesn't have captions. So that just kind of is, is the direction that I might consider going, you know, so if we yeah. go back to that video that, you know, that you got that transcript and you got that clip mm -hmm. that you've downloaded, saving off the text as well so that when you're creating that graphic, that that can also sit on the graphic and uh, make it make sense. Yes. Thank actually. you. You're welcome. Oh, and that headliner tool does allow for that. So nice. your captions can show up as your video sound wave thing is being seen and you're listening to your actual voice. So you're right. That's 
Very, very cool. Very cool. I think that there are a lot of tools out there that tout being able to help you repurpose um, your content. And some of those are like WordPress plugins that are like, you know, tweet old post and all these things. I mean, I remember that from five, six years ago. I'm getting old now in this online digital age. <laughs> right. But I mean, there are a lot of tools out there that help you to repurpose your content. What um, tools are you using these days? Uh, not just the creation of the content itself, but actually being able to get it out there. Yeah, well, there's one that I've used off and on and that I think for most people is probably the smartest way to repurpose your Facebook Live and or your podcasts, and that's repurpose.io. And that's a monthly subscription. And what that does is as soon as you post your, your video up to, um, or you finish a Facebook Live, you can have repurpose.io. You can have them look for whatever's going up whatever content type it is on each, you know, each page that you have. So uh -huh. you assign the Facebook page and say, okay, I want you to push this over to my YouTube channel. It'll transform it. Let's say it's an audio. It'll transform your podcast into a video for YouTube with a still image. And you can choose the image that shows up. Um, you can also take your, um, your Facebook live and just have it moved over completely to YouTube. So, I mean, that's saving so much time and you really don't even have to think about it. You can control it. You can go and stop it or pause it if you don't like the video. Um, but I feel like that one's pretty powerful. The downside of that one is if you do have a good um, YouTube channel strategy and you're using keywords and all of that, what I've, I've actually had to fight with it to get it, <laughs> to get it to allow me to put in my keywords and things the way I want. But if that's not something you're worried about, that's a great way to get your stuff out there. Oh, how interesting. And um, I know inside YouTube, there are some edit features. Are you saying that some of those are not as available um, with this? Right. I, I'm not sure how this works. I think it's a permissions thing. So if I post it, my video, mm -hmm. of course I can go in and change it. If, if it's, posted by repurposes servers mm -hmm. for some reason it seems to lock lock you out of that oh and i have to talk to them about that because i haven't used it in a while but yeah. yeah yeah because i i mean my first thought is whenever i'm doing a facebook live or i see people doing a facebook live there's like three or four seconds at the beginning that's the, all the setup stuff. And there's three or four right. seconds at the end that is all the, you know, close down stuff and making sure you right. click the button to end it. And just trimming those few seconds at the very beginning and very end before it goes on to YouTube helps um, it feel more polished. And right. so I'm like, I would be very happy to have the automated system send it over to YouTube and then you know, VA or you yourself or somebody go in and do that little bit of trimming. So I think I'm going to research that before this episode goes live. So if you look yeah. in the show notes, we'll have a little <laughs> bit of an update as to exactly how that uh, tool will work once you're on the YouTube side of things. Yeah, you should still be able to do that piece, which is the basic editing in YouTube for sure. Cool. It, it was something specific to the tags. And again, 
yeah, I'll do, I'll do the legwork on that. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. We'll definitely have that type of uh, content uh, or that additional information inside the show yeah. notes that, uh, you know, cause there's always something that comes up on these podcast interviews that either myself or my guest or both of us want to research a little bit more in order to round out the conversation because we're all learning and we're all just moving forward and with our businesses and with our content strategy and with our, you know, visibility strategy and all of those things. So I know that you talk a little bit of, actually a lot about visibility. And I'm curious to know what you like to see your clients do as far as getting themselves out there and being seen on different platforms and different environments and what kind of strategies you kind of have around that. And then also what kind of tools help to fulfill those strategies? Yeah. Well, so what I notice is that most of us just stick in the one or two channels, the social, you know, whether it's Facebook, I'm only on Facebook and Instagram. You know, I said this to you before, a lot of people just hang out where they hang out and they don't spread their wings and kind of explore the other social channels where they may have a whole bunch of people who want their service. They just feel like, oh, you know, that's not for me. So what I try to do is take them out of the Facebook or Instagram only world and say, okay, let's figure out who you are, who you're going after, who your ideal clients are, where they might be hanging out. Yeah, maybe they're on Facebook, but there's probably a good chance they're over on LinkedIn sometimes. (laughs) There's probably a chance you can reach them through Pinterest, which is a search engine. So if they're Googling something, your stuff can come up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just really thinking through all the different places they can be and then creating a strategy for them to appear, at least have some level of visibility with you know, a reasonable amount of content on those other platforms so that then that's going to help them with their SEO so they're more discoverable. It's going to align them with their brand. If they're, if you're saying you're a spiritual healer and you're only in your little silo, there's so many other places you can go, including your website, right? Where you show up and you have your angel card readings and, you know, all these different things. And you're just going to be appearing to um, own, I guess, the niche that you you say that you're you know, an expert in or whatever, or you're trying to dominate. So it just helps you with that piece. I call it the omni-channel omnipresence approach. And yeah, so it's just taking them into those other channels, but also helping them to get out of whatever one or two formats they're using. So if they're always using Facebook Live, definitely try to get them onto some podcasts. If they're only doing podcasts, try to get them on video. If they're only writing, let's take their writing and maybe transform that into promo videos and some of the other things that we've talked about. So it's about exploring different, both different content types and different social channels uh, to reach new audiences. Because some of us, I don't know about you, I'm auditory. So you have your volume off. I have mine on almost all day long. On your phone. (laughs) Yeah, I have my headset on. I'm listening to stuff. I mean, obviously when I'm working, and I've got my head down, I'm doing, it depends on the kind of work I'm doing. I, but I have to, I love to listen Mm. and I'm happy to not see any visuals sometimes because I feel like I can absorb the information better. It depends on what it is, but you know, and then there are people who only want to read. If Mm -hmm. you're a reader, maybe you're loving the captions. You don't need to hear (laughs) the voice, the intonation, any of that stuff. 
Um, and then there are people who don't want to either of those. They just want, you know, they want to, they, they prefer text. They prefer, which is reading. They don't want to, you know, bother with um, any kind of animation and, yeah, and distractions. Or, yeah. Like they just want to concentrate. Exactly. Yeah. Do you like um, static images? Like, do you think that that's an effective technique, like like a quote sitting on it? Not so like it doesn't have to have your audio or on it. It can still just be a static Absolutely. quote. Um, where yes. do you where are you seeing those quotes making sense? And I guess the question really is, is that the quote sitting by itself, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever, it's just a picture with a quote on it. That doesn't do enough. What else do you think needs to be done in order to pack the punch that you're trying to pack with this quote card? I yeah. I, I was just kind of thinking, you know, like, is it the hashtags? Is it the yes. caption? Oh, like, Great what question. what is it that yeah. makes a yeah. quote card more than just a quote? That's a great question, Jamie. Thank you. Yeah, so I do believe they are actually really powerful. They're powerful for branding, like especially on, um, especially on Instagram, where you're kind of if somebody follows you, they're going to see all the different stuff that you've curated, you've posted about yourself. So they're going to see what it looks like. They're going to get a sense of who you are. But that alone is pretty weak. I think definitely using hashtags on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram, but especially Twitter and Instagram, because people are following that hashtags. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're a spiritual person, if you have spirit junkie or something like that, they're following those hashtags and you're more likely to show up. And also you don't want to just put the quote out there. You want to put some context around it. What is it about that quote that resonated with you that you want to share with the audience? So writing a little micro post in Instagram will help people kind of who read it. They're like, Oh, this is why she posted this. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with Twitter. You can do a very small version of that and just say, you know, this is why I think women need to be paid more. And then there's a big (laughs) quote from Gloria Steinem. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) but like I, and, and Pinterest is another place where people just love quotes. They do very well. They get shared a lot. They get liked a lot. They tend to get a lot of comments, so they can be really powerful if you use them the right way. I I like that. And for me, what I'm thinking is, you know, a quote is just a quote when, but when you add context to it, when it becomes like that helps you if it's your own quote. I mean, like for the podcast, if you've been following my Instagram feed for any length of time, you know that there's always a quote from my guest. But there's rarely quotes from me. There are sometimes right. things that I say on the podcast that I think, hmm, if this was on someone else's podcast, they'd probably create a quote card with it. But <laughs> I, I feel like it's not my place. And you're giving me permission yeah. right now where yes. I can actually take some of those quotes and I could put in that caption, in this conversation that I was having with Steph on episode yes. whatever it was, we were talking about this and this was the insight I had or, you know, or Steph posed this question and the first thought that came into my mind was whatever. And then it helps, I think, if someone were to read that, they would not say, oh, Jamie's being so egotistical. She's quoting herself all over the place. They're saying, hey, Jamie had some insight here 
She isn't just the podcast host. She is fully invested in this interview. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, we're having a conversation. We're not really having an interview. I mean, you're asking me questions, but I mean, that's what's the beauty of this medium, I think, is this is really more of a conversation. Those are the podcasts I prefer. Mm -hmm. When people are being grilled or, you know, super formulaic. But I agree. I think if you put a little context around it, and you can do that even within the graphic too, because you can have your branding for your podcast name and just say episode whatever. And so that it doesn't just look like, wow, Jamie's really kind of become an egomaniac. She's quoting herself. (laughs) I do know people who kind of come across as egomaniacs because their whole feed is like their own quotes. And so I'm not suggesting that you go that far with it. But, you know, my new Instagram um, name for my new account is Amplify Yourself. And I created a separate account because I wanted it to be all about this very idea of like, who are you? Like, let's shine the light on you and not feel embarrassed to pull out your, your expertise, what you're good at, and your wisdom because we, you know, having a conversation, doing a Facebook live, whatever. So, I mean, I don't know about you. Sometimes aren't you like surprised? You're like, wow, I said that. Yes. I, I, I actually listened back to all of my episodes yeah. and I'm like, I am so glad I had a conversation with so-and-so. Or I yeah. am so glad because I then take some of the stuff that like they helped me get out of my of my own head um, and help me implement in my business. I get those same kind of ahas when I'm listening to other podcasts. And I hope you're getting those kind of things when you're listening to the tech of business that you have all these ideas. So it's, you know, like that's the thing about a podcast and about this type of conversation in this medium is that it's a win, 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 win situation. It's a win for me as the host. It's a win for you as the guest. It's a win for the person who is listening wherever they may be. And it is a win for the person who sees that snippet on social media because they got context without investing the 20, 30 minutes into the podcast. And they can decide if they want to delve deeper or if that one quote or that one um, sentence or, you know, little tidbit triggered mm-hmm. something in their own business. I just think that we've really exposed something that I know has not been exposed on this podcast before. And I'm really, really happy that we were able to kind of draw out this whole content side of things. Because while I love talking about technology, technology is never the only. It is the support role. So technology always has to sit in a supporting role to your content, to your brand, to your customers. It is always going to be supporting your best efforts. And so I feel like we've really pulled out some of the ways that technology and content can kind of work together. So thank you, Steph, so, so much for that. My pleasure. No, it's been really fun talking about this. You just gave me some ideas. So (laughs) I mean, some I already had, but you're, you're really kind of, um, yeah, you're really making me excited about some other ideas that just came up with in my head. So thank you. That is awesome. As ever, as everybody who listens to the podcast knows, I like to end the podcast the same way every single time. I'm going to ask you to share where people can connect with you. And then you're going to come back to one last curveball-ish type question. So go ahead and uh, share all the wonderful places that we can find your content and uh, connect more with you. Yeah, so I would say on Instagram, it's at Amplify Yourself, Amplify Yourself, 
I guess I have to say at. Yeah, and I have stephanieroberts.com, which should be relaunching. <laughs> you can go there, and if it's if the site is enough, it's going to redirect you to this whole package thing we've been talking about. And there's some um, freebies that you can get there about pitching yourself to podcasts, and also just like a quick, you know, rundown of really easy, simple ways to repurpose your content on your own. Very cool. Well, yes, I'll have those links definitely in the show notes, Steph. And so for you, this, this curveball question, I know it's such a fun one. (laughs) No, no. I always like to help you expand your mind or just kind of like, kind of just go off into the abyss a little bit of like, what could be? And so because we've been talking about repurposing content, um, I would love to know what kind of tool you could imagine where you could take, where which could like kind of parse through or do something with your content so that it's even more streamlined so that you can pick and choose the best content, whether like what kind of tool would be there so that you know what your best content is that you're going to be able to repurpose? What would that look like? Oh, wow. That is a great question. <laughs> Man, well, if Google had a way to look into content and if you could enter in like here, here's here, this is what I do with my clients. Like, what are the keywords? What's the stuff? If I knew for me, it was visibility, podcasting, um, self-care, women, right? And dig into all of the stuff that I've generated, whether it's audio, video, whatever, text, blog posts and graphics, all of it, and just parse through it and find the metadata, whatever, and just bubble up them and then show me a scale of which one matches all of that the most heavily weighted. That would be Mm -hmm. awesome. I'd be excited about that. That would be really awesome because we create content all the time and it's across social media. It's across our websites. It's across places that it doesn't live in a repository of any kind. So if there was some way of pulling that all together, that would be amazing. And I could see, like my wheels are spinning. There's probably somebody listening to the podcast right now saying, huh, maybe hmm. I've got a new startup idea. And there that's the go. idea. That's really <laughs> why I love asking love this it. kind of curveball open your mind type question. Again, Steph, thank you so much for coming and joining me on the Tech of Business podcast today. I know that people are going to love this episode. Thank you all for listening and uh, sharing the episode and connecting with both Steph and myself wherever you are on social media. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jamie. I appreciate it. It was fun. absolutely love what Steph said about this being a conversation between her and I. It wasn't an interview where I was asking her questions and she was answering them and leaving it at that. It was a true conversation. And that's the same reason why I have set up callwithjamie.com. That's C-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-J-A-I-M-E.com. I set that up so that you and I can have a conversation so that I can help you get as much as you possibly can out of the Tech of Business podcast each and every week. So book your call with me. I am so looking forward to chatting with you. 
no obligation. I'm not going to pitch you a thing. I just want to talk with you to see how this podcast can help you grow as a business owner and support your tech endeavors. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.